0: Okay, so uh, we are going to start the uh, the Navi Yeshaya. Uh, you would pronounce it either Yeshaya or Yeshayahu. Um, <laughs> right. You have both ways. Both ways are correct. Um, both ways are fine. Um, it's a question of the full spelling or the short spelling. We also sometimes we say Yosef, and sometimes we say Yassi or so. Well, the, the the Hey actually is Hashem's name. When you add that letter of Hashem's name. Uh, And you do find that there are a number of names in the prophets where that gets uh, added to. Uh, But this is a, uh, there's actually a question of what's the proper order to do things. Um, This, uh, why Yeshayahu is first, um, uh, um, and not in every book is he first, that's a whole question also. But we we decided to do him. Um, Yeshayahu is uh, considered a prophet of comfort, uh, which is good. Uh, that he spoke to the people uh, after the, they saw the Beit HaMikdash was going to be destroyed and the, uh, the empire, the country, had been run over by the Gentiles. And um, Hashem was angry with us. And uh, uh, even before uh, Hashem uh, punished us, we already knew that it was only going to be temporary and that it was out of love and that we're coming back. Um, you know, today we look at it like, yeah, of course we're coming back. We're back. But for 2,000 years, we didn't come back. It was very easy to say, well, it's taken so long. And when are we going to get back to Israel? In our generation, we're back. That's an absolutely amazing thing. Uh, but you know what? We knew it because the said we were coming back. And, uh, the prophet said, we don't know exactly when things come true, but they do. Um, but uh so he's considered a prophet of of comfort. Uh with that said, uh the purpose of the prophets was to tell us off and to warn us. And so actually it begins with like a super strong prophecy. The fir- the very first chapter is the prophecy we read in Shabbos Chazon, the week before Tishabov. And it's very strong. It uh it's very hard to read this uh this first half Torah because it's so uh, negative, and, uh, as far as a criticism that, uh, look, you know, the, things are not going right. Um, and Hashem did destroy the base of Hamikdash because they weren't going right. And that's, that's what we're going to see. Uh, but we'll keep in mind that overall, he's a prophet of hope and a prophet of uh, comfort. And all the prophets spoke out of love. Uh, their purpose was that they love the Jewish people and... Um, uh, that the Yeshayahu was one of the, 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 all prophets were great, but some of them have clear vision. He was considered one of the top, you know, as far as clarity of vision, of, of, of being close to Hashem in a certain way and, and being very clear. So let's begin. Chapter 1, verse 1, Chazon Yeshayahu. This is the vision. The word Chazon means a vision. Uh, and, the, and actually, the week before Tisha b'a, we call it Shabbos Chazon, That's the Shabbos of the vision. Um, This vision is a scary vision. That's why it's called Chazon. It's like, whoa, you know, it's like. um, And he actually prophesied, it was uh, way before the Beis Hamidish was destroyed, but he saw the direction we were going in. Uh, As a country, we were going down down a slope. The people were starting to imitate the Gentiles. Um, The very first mistake was that Hashem commanded us to get rid of the idolaters that were still in the land. And um, uh, it was uh, not easy for Jews to make war. We didn't like war. We only wanted to do what was absolutely necessary. And uh, had we listened to Hashem and totally wiped out the idolatry, we'd still be there in the land of Israel. But because we didn't wipe them out, uh, later on we started, we said, we're not going to imitate the idolaters. That's silly every Jew, Jews are smart. They know that you can't make your own God. You, you know, you worship a God of sticks and stones. Little did they realize that um, at first, the Jews were interested into idols. Um, some, it says that many of the people chose idolatry, not because they believed in it, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, if you worshiped idols, you could do, they had great parties. They really had you know, anything went, it was, it was drugs, it was alcohol, it was women, and it was all part of the, uh, I mean, today, even the remnant of the idolatry, it was a great pageantry, big and, you know, beautiful, and they had uh, just all kinds of stuff happening there. And so, um, and then we've had also that uh, we love our mitzvot, and so we love our Torah, but we're always curious what the Gentiles are doing. And that uh, sometimes Jews suggest, well, the Gentiles are doing, it must be something special that uh, when we live amongst Gentiles, we, we're curious. And so um, somehow uh, that intrigues us to imitate the Gentiles, and then we get into trouble. And so that's really what happened. At first, they left over a few remnant of the Gentiles, and we said, "Oh, that doesn't, That's silly." Who Jews don't believe in that stuff, especially the sacrifice of their children, you know, things like that. But what happened? Eventually, the Jews did imitate. Also, when the Jews got into business, they started doing business with the Gentiles, and they started traveling. And once, you know, they they and then, you know, you have a friend who's a Gentile, and he has a wedding ceremony, and they bring the priest along, and you know, that's how it. Uh, one thing led to another. And before you know it, uh, I mean in this country we don't have to, we don't have to say, a generation ago uh, Jews that came from uh, Europe, they had certain values. They knew what was right and what was wrong and they stayed away from certain things. And uh, today it's all blown away. Uh, even the the values of the Gentiles have blown away. <laughs> even things that a good decent Gentiles would never have dreamed of. It's all gone. <laughs> you know, how, how could it happen? See, you gotta be very careful in the world we live in. The, the, Uh, The values and the and the things that are in uh, that surround us. So uh, we started on that slope, and sometimes when a person sees that he's headed for danger, that'll shake him up. Uh, The uh, I have a child that um, my youngest just did driver's ed. So she got her license sixteen whatever so what do what do they teach in driver 's head? They just try to scare them not to drink and drive that's ninety percent of the test is you know because they uh they want them to they have they show them car wrecks uh so that they will see this is what uh, people that lost their lives they lost everything that were young because they want them to realize that you know you 're driving. It, most of the accidents are when people drive and they're going, you know, they're drinking and they're having fun with their friends. And so at least half of drivers that for kids is to scare, scare them, uh, show them the wrecks, show them the people whose lives they're never coming back. And so uh, in a certain way, that's what this prophecy is going to do. It's going to jolt us. And uh, there were some that tried to uh, change things. Some of the kings uh, did shuva and tried to get the Jewish people to turn around. And uh, they started that process. But the problem with chuva is that sometimes we start and we don't go all the way. Uh, and so that's always the challenge. Uh, that's, the, that's the Yom Kippur challenge. We all do a little bit of tshuva and we try to be better. And then, I don't know, we get busy. We don't do everything we plan to do. And uh, before you know it, and it's another year. And so that's, but this is the, the, that jolt that he's gonna deliver, a really strong vision of what's happening. Uh, So Chazon Yeshayu. Now, it gives us his name, Ben-Amotz. He was uh, Yeshayu Ben-Amotz. Amotz was his father, but also his father was the king's brother, the first king. He he was from the royal family. Um, A lot of the leaders, when you're in front of a king, it's very dangerous to be in front of kings. If you don't greet them properly, if you don't show the right respect, they have a lot of power, even the Jewish kings. And... uh, in fact, I even heard there was a, somebody who was in front of the Tsar and the Tsar said something, and he went mute. He just was so afraid. People were, like, so scared of the Tsar, of the kings. of the. So uh, many of the prophets, uh, they got a message from Hashem, but it was really hard to tell a king what to do because the kings would often not react well. Even the great Yermiyahu, Jeremiah the greatest, he, he gets thrown into prison for telling the king off. So this was a dangerous job. And so a lot of the prophets, they had to tiptoe around when they talked to the kings. They had to be very careful to show all the respect and give the message of Hashem. So Yeshayahu was in danger of that too, but he was from the royal family. You know, he was like, uh, he had protexia. He wasn't afraid to tell the kings. This was his uncle, his cousin. You know, his relatives, you can be strong. They they won't get offended or leave. They're stuck with you because they're blood. You know, that's the sometimes people are like that with their own relatives, they just, you know, they take it for granted. They're my relative. He's my this, so I can talk to him that way. That's the way. So Yeshayah was like that. He was the kid from the royal family of Yehuda. And from David. He was a descendant of David Amalah. And so when he gave it to he wasn't afraid of anybody. He had that royal spark of, you know, and so we're going to see what he's going to say. Asher Chaza. And the vision that he had, al of Yushalayim. Some of the prophets uh, dealt with the 10 tribes. Uh, the great Eliyahu was mostly with the 10 tribes. The 10 tribes, um, according to many people, they're gone. It was so bad, you know, that, and uh, that was really, we're still here. We're all from Yehuda. Uh, we're ninety 90% of us are from Yehuda. Um, some of us could have been from the 10 tribes. There was a small amount of the 10 tribes that, after they were sent into exile and Yehuda was still a country, a small amount came back. So, as a vague, small possibility, we're from the 10. But most of us, 90%, uh, probably 95%, are from Yehuda and Binyamin and Levi. Uh, Yehuda and Binyamin were the two tribes. Binyamin uh, was, there was a civil war against the tribe of Binyamin, and he was almost wiped out. So it was a very small tribe, uh, the tribe of Benjamin. So that's why we don't we don't even call it a whole tribe. It was a very small tribe at the end, the uh, tribe of Benjamin. So you had Yehuda Benjamin, and then you had the Kohanim and Leviim. So those were actually scattered around also, but some of them were in Yehuda. So most of the time, we're called Jews because most of us are from Yehuda. Uh, that means we're all from royalty, you know, most of us are from royal, you know, royal blood, meretz Hashem, we related to the king when the Mashiach comes to you. I, I'm from Levi, so I, I you know, but that, that's not bad. We'll be related to our, we'll get to a uh, front bird's eye view, meretz Hashem, but, but that's the story. So this, his is we were for Yehudin Yushalayim, and he starts, bimei the yeho, yotam, achas. Now, it tells us the kings, the eras that he prophesied. He actually lived a very long time, this prophet. Uh, He spanned multiple kings, which uh, uh, is interesting. The uh, the kings it was a life job, but they didn't last long. We see that with our presidents, they age in office. It's really interesting. They they show you how they look when they come, and four years later, it's like, wow, you know, the office ages. That being a ruler of a country, and and they're not even a king; they're just a president. But being a ruler of a country, uh, they're up at all hours. They face all kinds of catastrophes. They have to talk to all the people that lost their relatives' lives, and they go comfort the widows. and It takes a lot out of people, and so the kings. Generally, they weren't, uh, they didn't reign that long. But, so one prophet, he was a prophet for over four kings. And these were the four towards the end. Um, and the, it was Yehu, Yotam, Achaz, and Yechiski Yehu, Malki Yehuda. He was in the kings of Yehuda. Now we, uh, we learned through the Book of Kings, so we already know the whole history that um, he was killed by his grandson, uh, Yeshayahu, that he was killed. His grandson was, um, uh, was a wicked king. And so um, he killed his grandfather. That was the, we, already, uh, we already know the end of that. But he, he, uh, Menashe, that, that was his name, was responsible for a major part of the downfall of the Jewish people at that time. So it's just interesting. There's a certain irony there. The, uh, but at any rate, uh, he, king, he was the, the prophet for these four kings, and they begin the prophecy. Shemushamayim, uh and um, what's interesting is he, some of his words sound very similar to Moshe Rabbeinu. The prophets were students of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was the first prophet. And there's a certain wisdom called prophecy of connecting to Hashem and communicating to Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu was the teacher of all the prophets. They all followed in his, um, and none of them will ever be, in fact, that's in the Torah, that uh, Aaron and Miriam were pretty good prophets and they thought they were equal to Moshe and they goofed and Hashem said, no, 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 you don't understand. There's nobody, low come nobody's like your brother Moshe. Um, sometimes humble people uh, get stepped on a little bit because people don't realize how humble they are. <laughs> they don't realize that they, uh, not, they, uh, they try not to show off and they try not to this and then sometimes other people, they take that as a sign of weakness. Uh, but, and therefore, that's why, that's what happened with Moshe, and, with uh, Miriam and Aaron, they said, well, Moshe is the same kind of prophet as we are. Hashem said, no, you don't know Moshe Rabbeinu, he's, he's, he's greater, he speaks to me face to face, whereas Aaron and Miriam, they were the, you know, the greatest, but not like Moshe Rabbeinu. So, um, uh, the prophets tried to imitate Moshe, meaning that they uh, they follow in a similar vein to the Torah. And so you'll hear an echo of Torah prophecies in here too. And um, this one is where he talks about the heavens and the earth. That's one of the templates of Moshe Rabbeinu, you know, the Hazinu HaShemayim Vaharetz, you know, let the heavens and the earth. And so they do comparisons uh, as to the, you know, but he tries that heaven and earth, let the heavens witness. Um, there is a feeling sometimes when you go out at night and you see the moon, you know, or you're there at sunrise, you feel like uh, the, the world is, it, Hashem put the world here to remind us of Him, of who we are and what we're supposed to do. And that's, that's a natural thing. And so the heavens and the earth are brought into the prophecy. Let the, you know, the, the earth be my witness. You know, that's the, the, you know, the earth is going to be here after we're gone. You know, so look at the, look at the earth. It's going to testify. You know, people are here they come and they go. But if the sun and the moon and the earth and the, you know, so let the heavens and the earth testify. Hashem um, deeper. People uh, they want to make excuses. It's so natural. The uh, the very first sin, the eating from the tree. What's the first response? Excuses. <laughs> she did it. The snake told me. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, if we had only learned that excuses aren't good. But that's the so therefore. Uh, Want, uh, Yeshayah wanted to make it clear that you were warned. This was a warning. And warnings work. And so that, that's the purpose of the prophets is hold it, look where you're going. Ki Diber. So listen to what he says. Banim You are children. So this, um, you know, when you want to rebuke somebody, you have to know, they have to know that you're rebuking them out of love. Hashem says, you're my children. You, the Jewish people, you're my children. There's an irony here because there's a religion that says their God is the child of God. The Torah says we're the children of God. <laughs> we're the, you know, God's son. That's us. <laughs> that's the Jewish people. We're God's son. We're God's children. Hashem says, I raise children. You're my children. Just like a person puts all their effort and their love in their Hashem puts all his effort and love in us. You're my children. But Romanta and I lifted you up. I gave you, put you on top of the world, um, we use this in the davening. I have picked you up, rum. The word rum in Hebrew is like a mountaintop, high and majestic. I picked you up. Um, you, you, were above, you were above everybody else. And what happened? The Haim pishubi. And they, they rebelled against me. I gave you everything. And unfortunately, that's a nature too, that sometimes people, you give them a lot and then they rebel. The Haim pishubi, the Jewish people rebelled against me how could it be? I did so much for you. Uh, Now, maybe uh, it was just too hard to uh, see Hashem. Uh, That's a problem we face, that we live in a time of what's called Hester Panim. Hashem is hidden from us. It really makes it hard. There are people that say, if only I saw Hashem, then I would. So the truth is they're kidding themselves. They're just saying that. Uh, it's almost like they're daring Hashem. Just show me. There are plenty of people that saw miracles and it didn't change them. But we do live in a time where it's hard. It's hard to see Hashem. Uh, we live in a world where there's wars that go on. Good people. People get shot in the supermarket. Terrible things happen. you know. And uh, so you say, where's God? <laughs> you know, Where's Hashem? So uh, you might say, well, you can't blame me for not doing what's right. I don't know. So listen to the, what, it, what it says. You know, the ox is not very bright. It's dumb as an ox, dumb as a cow. The, uh, the ox knows its owner, and the donkey doesn't know its owner. It can't tell you who, it won't recognize one farmer from the next. But it knows where it gets its food from. It knows its feeding trough. It'll go to its feeding trough. Uh, it's a... Uh, I, I was reading, there's an excellent book on Yeshayahu, if you like to do extra, by Rabbi Schwab of Blessed Memory. Rabbi Schwab was the leading rabbi of the German Jewish community of Kahala Das Yeshur, And that was the, uh, so they, he has a, a sefer on Yeshayahu, beautiful sefer in English, um, uh, on his classes on Yeshayahu. Um, and so uh, he mentions that he grew up in Germany and on a, in a farming town. And he said that the cows, that were out to pasture as it was getting dark would come home by themselves and each cow knew where its barn was. Um, And he used to watch it. It amazed him. Like, you know, like he'd never seen that again. I'm a city boy. I can't tell you that I saw that. But he, he said he would watch the cows would all come in. This one would make a left. This one would make a right. And each one went to their barn where they, you know, where they were fed. Because that, that's, that's what he says. The, I, the, you know, the truth is we know that with cats, you know, cats and dogs, they'll come, you know, they go out, but when they get hungry, they know exactly where they're, you know, the, it's, a, it's a, a person has a sense of where they're being fed, who's taking care of them. So uh, what it's saying is, is that we should have a natural sense of Hashem, that Hashem is, uh, and if, if the world wouldn't have so much darkness and hiddenness, we'd probably sense that. Um, sometimes sometimes it is easy. Sometimes you wake up, it's a beautiful day, and you Hashem's smiling at you. You know, it's just, it's just obvious, you know, it's there. It's a, how can anybody, you know, such a beautiful world, how can anybody not see Hashem, right? Sometimes it's... But other, uh, what it's trying to say, though, is there's a certain natural feeling that a person should be aware of who's taking care of us. Um, we all know that, you know, in life, there are many things that could have happened to us, and it seems like somebody's watching over us. Somebody's t- taking care of us. Um, we, you know. At, at this stage, we, you know, all of us in the room, we've lived a lot of life. There are people much younger than us that are not here, that, you know, that didn't, you know, didn't get watched over, didn't. So there has to be a sense that Hashem is taking care of us. Hashem is, even the ox and the animal, even the, not in a lofty sense, on a very basic sense, we have to be grateful that Hashem is taking care of us. But listen to this, Yisrael lo yada but the Jewish people, they pretend they don't know. Ami, uh, my people, my people. So again, at the same time he's critical of them, he's saying, Ami, they're mine. I'm not giving them away. It's much as much Again, this Haftorah is brutal, but Hashem, at the same time he's criticizing, he's, he's using words, my children, my people. Uh, they Hashem never, you don't reject your children, you don't reject your people. This word, Hisbonan, is from the word Bina. That's the Bina means like to think things through, like you know, people if they just thought a little bit they'd understand what's happening but not, not my people. So again, he's looking at this situation of the Jews before the destruction of why Hashem got angry at them. And now he's going to give them a hoy, hoy is like an oy almost but even worse. Hoy is is an expression of like woe. Um, it's, it's a there's no real English word for that. He says, "Whoa!" But it's a "hoy" is like a um, like what a shame, you know. It's like a sigh, and uh, this he refers to the nation, "goy," a nation, "chota," the nation has strayed. The word "chota" means by mistake, a hate. They didn't intend to, but they went in the wrong direction. Am kaved avon, and when you sin once. You can turn back easily, but when you do it multiple times it becomes very heavy and hard to come back. mirayim. And uh the people have gotten corrupted. Uh they've they are um it's a uh not sure the uh it almost is the people that have evil intentions. Um that uh the, uh, the, the Jewish people, now the nation of the, my, my people, my children have become this nation going in the wrong direction. mashkisim, these are, their children, but they're children that are, you know, in Yiddish they used to call it a mazik. A mazik means like a destroyer. That's the same word, mashkis. Uh, we always say baltashkis, uh, don't ruin it, don't destroy it. This word mashkisim is that my kids are going, they're destroying things. As Hashem. They've rejected Hashem. Now this is, um, you know, the uh, uh, Hashem's greatest anger with the Jewish people in the last century was from a party that was called Nazi. So the word that he uses in his prophecy is Nazi. <laughs> Nazi. they uh, That's the same word. The Jewish people has corrupted, has gone bad, has, has angered the Holy One of Hashem. Nozu ahor, and uh they've turned away Alma um o to and uh, you would think that they've done bad, maybe they'll stop uh but he's saying that no uh they don't stop once they've done this. you know everybody makes mistakes, people could make do something wrong but um Good people, they think about it and they 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 regret it and they the future is good, you know, you don't have to continue. But he was saying it keeps on going. Taku O to Sifu Sora. Ko Lakoli, what a headache I got. Every head is sick, has a headache. The and every heart is full of worry. Mikaf Regal I from Head to Toe. It's actually interesting, it's from toe to head. That's the I don't know where we get the expression head to toe, but it's from the same thing. Head to head, ain bo misam. There's no part of them that's whole. Every part of the body of the of the people has a wound, has an injury. Petzah uh, kabura makatria lozaru. They don't, don't know where to start. Basically, there's so much um, sickness and wound that uh, the the Jewish people is is uh, is uh, is um, sick and in danger right now. For uh, and uh, they're they're not bandaged. Uh, the wounds are like open wounds. They used to smear it with oil. Uh, nothing. In other words, uh, the the uh, the sickness uh, of the sin that's taken hold of the Jewish people from head to toe. Uh, they're not even staunching. They're not even stopping the damage. Uh, it's going on further and further. Arzachem shemama, your their land is desolate. Uh, their cities are burned. Uh, before the, the destruction of the temple, all the small cities were destroyed. All the farms were wiped out. The, in the end, the only thing left was Yerushalayim. Uh, the, all the cities, the major cities, were destroyed and burnt. And it's even worse. Strangers uh, were in our land. Again, you know, we, we think about the Arabs in our land. It's not new. Uh, I mean, they had the, the Samaritans were in our land when we came back last time. The, but that's the the rebuke is that we're going to find strangers in our in our place. Ushmama and everything is is overturned uh, by by foreigners by strangers. and the daughter of Zion Kasuka is like it was like a hut instead of being a palace or a big building, we're like a hut. Um, they used to uh, have little uh, people used to watch over their crops uh, when it was close to the harvest season to make sure uh, that people didn't steal them and to make sure the animals did. So they had these little huts that they would build. And uh, after the season, these huts were like, you know, that's empty, empty little huts. That's the the, the, the way he describes Israel is like it's almost like an empty hole, like an empty it would it you know it looked like there were Jews there, but it was like an empty hut but Miitsura uh like a city that's under siege um so he was saying he's painting a pretty bad picture of what's gonna be that uh, the land's gonna be destroyed the cities there there won't be one person who comes out whole everybody every everybody from head to toe is going to be injured and wounded uh so how are we going to survive this first test? spokeko's host on sword. He said, if it wouldn't be that Hashem wants a remnant to survive. Um, yeah, and after the Holocaust, it was just a remnant, a tiny little. Um, and the interesting thing was that, that remnant was responsible for recharging, you know, the Jewish people. A lot of the survivors went on to uh, start great institutions and schools and yeshivas and academy. You know, the, those that little remnant was like... You know, it changed the face of the uh, Jewish world right now. They built Israel, they built America, the, the, the Holocaust survivors. But uh, Hashem had in mind that there would be this remnant. Hosel anusorah, there would just be that little remnant. Uh, otherwise, kamat kestom hayinu. Now here, uh, this is the, uh, he really wants to give it to us. So to a Jew, you, uh, if you want to say the worst thing, you tell him you're almost as bad as Sodom. as the dome. To us, that's like the worst, the worst in the Torah, like Avram Davin for Sodom. Aren't there 10 good, you know, is there anybody? There has to be some good people there. Hashem says, no. Like the worst is always like Sodom. So uh, he says, the Jewish people was was bad, but not as bad as Sodom. You were almost there. Come out, you know, and Sodom and Amorah. The the Midrash says he shouldn't have gone there because in the in the next line he in other words he was saying you're almost as bad and then Hashem says, Now uh, listen to the people like Saddam. For us that's that's painful because Saddam was the opposite of what we stood for. We were the children of Avraham who believed in uh, showing love to others and taking care of others. And Sodom was the exact opposite. That was uh, being selfish and only caring about yourself and, uh, and harming others and strangers. And that, that was Sodom. And so if you really want to, you know, get the Jewish people, you know, compare them to Sodom. That's, he, he tried that line. In other words, this, this really shook us up. We should be like Sodom. Anything, we're not like Sodom. So, Shem Advar Hashem, listen to the words of Hashem, Katsine Stom. Listen to you people acting like Sodom, Hazinu Torah Selokanu, you're like the people of Amora. Uh, again, this is a, uh, when you hear this in Shul before the week of Tishabov, it's shocking. It's, uh, I, I'm always stunned. It's just very, it's a, this is the, uh, the Chazon, this is a, a strong vision. Um, Again, it's presented with love, and Hashem is saying, you're my people, and you're my children, and I love you, and, uh, but uh, he, he foresees that what's going to happen. Now, the people had a strategy. They figured, you know what, let's bring more offerings. If we bring more offerings, then we, everything will be fine. Um, there, are, there are criminals that steal, and uh, in order to satisfy their conscience, they give to charity. And they say, oh, I'm giving charity, so that'll take care of it. Not so bad. And that's that's the way people think. You know, they can do wrong, and they think the good that they do covers up the wrong. We don't believe that. You, people get rewarded for the good and punished for the bad. You can't bribe God. You know, you can't... Say, well, uh, I'm going to give charity with all this money I stole. I'm going to make sure to give lots of charity. Well, you weren't supposed to take the money. (laughs) It's not going to help if you give it to charity. So uh, what the people did is they brought lots of offerings. They said, Hashem is really mad. Hashem says, I don't want your offerings. What are you bringing? You're missing the whole point, Yom HaShem. You're bringing me all kinds of offerings. This one, and that one, the ram, and the sheep, and the goats, and the... I don't want it. Verse uh, 12. Now, maybe Hashem doesn't want our offerings, but we have an idea that He wants our prayers. Uh, In fact, uh, it says that the Avos, uh, most of them were childless, so that they would daven. Hashem didn't give them children right away, so that they would daven to him, Hashem many times gives people challenges in life because he wants to hear from them. That's out of love that he. Um, so uh, maybe he doesn't want our korbanos. He wants us to come and pray to him. Kesavu <speaking in Hebrew> lirus When you come to see me, me <speaking in> bekes <Hebrew> I don't want to see you. Romus <speaking> chetzeray. <in Hebrew> you trample my courtyard down. Lo sasifu havi min Stop it. Stop bringing. Wasted offerings. Katoris Teva, you bring incense, disgusting. Uh, now how about Hashem surely likes our Shabbos and our Rosh Kodesh. We keep the holidays. Kodish Bishabis, uh you keep your Shabbos and your Kodish Mikrilo Uchal oven. Hashem said I, I don't want to show up. I don't want to come to your Shabbos services. Kadosh Mashem I hate uh your holidays. Um we're going to see that um, when a person continues to do bad and then he tries to daven into Hashem and bring things to Hashem and because he feels like I'm serving Hashem he doesn't fix the evil then the evil is that much worse because instead of his closeness to Hashem making him a better person that prevents him from doing good. In other words, he says to himself I'm an upstanding person. I go to shul every Shabbos. I, I give big donations. And because of that, he doesn't realize well, the evil that he's doing. So Hashem is saying, I don't need you to come to shul. I, I don't want it. I don't want your prayers. Uh, your holidays I hate. the Torah, the Nosa, the things that you bear, who needs them? And when you spread out your arms, they used to daven with their arms. You know, that was the... Today we try to get it back. It's not... It's only appropriate if other people do it, uh, because you're not supposed to distract people when they daven. At, at home, you can try these things if you want, you know. The, but today, if somebody's, but they, they used to daven like, you know, it's a, you know, with their hands open or the, uh, sometimes maybe it means the blessing of the kohanim. Hashem says, when you spread out your hands, I, I'm not listening, I'm closing my eyes. Ki you're gonna daven long, enu I'm not listening. Why? Your hands are full of blood. Um, one of the concepts was that uh, you can't be good to God if you're not good to your fellow person, uh, to your to people. If you if you're harming people, if you're taking advantage of the poor, the widow, the orphan, you know you can't. Whatever you do with Hashem, it, it's a burden. <laughs> you can't do one without the other. There, they, there's no such thing. And again, play people make that mistake. They they think if they do one's they do some things; they can ignore the others. It's package deal. There's two tablets in the Seris There's and There's Beit Adam and Beit Adam and you have to try to do both. You can't do one without the other. And so the people, they said, "Oh, I'll bring more offerings. I'll do it." And then meanwhile, they were bloody. Raksu. Uh, so um, here, Hashem offers hope. He says, "You need to wash. You need to clean yourself." Fizaku. Remove the evil from in front of you. Stop doing bad. That's what you need to do. Stop the evil. Don't just bring offerings. Don't give more charity. Don't come to shul. Stop doing. Uh, stop doing the bad deeds. Limdu um, Learn to do good. Learn to help people. mishpat. Try to make sure that justice is done. Ashu Um Find, uh, um, make sure that the uh, do justice, to yasim, help the orphan uh, people that don't have others to stand up for them. Uh, in other words, instead of taking advantage of the poor, the uh, you got to stand up for them. You got to help them. So um, that's the that's the uh, the terrible strong chazon uh, vision he had of where the Jewish people were standing. And this, he, uh, Yeshayahu says this to them. It's, it's a shock. Um, let's see the way it finishes, though. Verse 18. <speaking in Hebrew> Hashem said, you know what? We need to talk. Let's, let's get together. <speaking in Hebrew> uh, <speaking in Hebrew> and even though you're bloody red, you're full of sin, <speaking in Hebrew> you can become white as snow. <speaking in Hebrew> you can go back. Things can be fixed. It's never it's never too late. Im Toavu, if you want, if you desire. Shumatem and you listen to the oratsuchelu, then you'll eat the best of the land. But the im tomenu, but if you reject it, umarisem and rebel, kerutoku, you'll be eaten by the sword, ki Hashem diber. there. That's it. That's the Mirth Hashem. So even at this stage, Hashem is saying it can be fixed. We we can solve this. Even if you're, it's red, it can turn snow white. You can purify yourself. And so it's a, it's a very, um, Hashem doesn't give up on us. He really is, it's just like pleading with us like, uh, to fix this, uh, to go in the right uh, direction. Um, even though the chapter continues, it's actually a new, a new section of prophecy. So we're going to stop here in verse uh, 21. But this is the strong vision of um, of Yishayah that we read before Tisha B'Av of the destruction. And uh, if a person knows what's coming and knows he can prevent it, then it could be fixed. So that's the, that's the vision that he had. Uh, we have a tradition that the, all the, the, the prophecies that were, were recorded means that they uh, somehow can apply to us, even though Bees HaMesh was destroyed, we're way after that, they wouldn't record it if there were lessons in here that wouldn't apply in future times. So these same lessons, we can take things from it. It's the same, uh, the same idea. But um, to me, the idea that you can feel uh, that there's a certain part of nature to feel Hashem, that's important. And meaning that people can seek out Hashem and just like there's, it's a natural thing. Just like an animal senses, you know, where food is coming from we sometimes have to try to open our sense to feel, you know, Hashem is here and feel his presence and, uh, I said, you take a beautiful day. It's really very easy. It's like you look around and you say, "Wow, what a beautiful world, Hashem! You gave us like." Uh, where you wake up in the morning, you feel okay. <laughs> take a breath. You walk. You know. Let's say that sometimes you don't feel okay, and then you do, and you say, "Wow, Hashem, thanks. That's really great. I'm not. You know, whatever problem I had the day before isn't there." And so that's all part of the uh, the sensing of of Hashem in a natural way.